This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good afternoon everyone. We have a very important uh, subject today. We're continuing in the Sefer Tzipisali Yeshua. Let's review what the Chavetz Chaim has set up for us. Chavetz Chaim said in, in order to reconcile the Psukim in Nitzavim with, with the Gemaras in Saita and in Sanhedrin, the Psukim in Nitzavim say in the end of days there's going to be a great Shuva movement. On the other hand, the Gemara in Saita, the Gemara in Sanhedrin says in the end of days the Madrigal Jewish people will plummet. How do you reconcile that? And the Chavetz Chaim basically says there will be two groups of people and both groups will expedite the coming of Mashiach. And the Chavetz Chaim revealed to us that actually HaKadosh Baruch Hu did us a favor by not bringing Mashiach. You see, when the generations were doing and going in the progression that was intended, where it was every parent's sole desire to give over the tradition from Sinai, and it was every child's uh, rut zone to receive it, so the prolonging of the Golos actually magnified the schar of the Jewish people. Number one, our schar increased and was magnified by awaiting the Geula. And number two, overcoming the challenges that were sent our way increased our schar. However, in the last generation where chutzpah yaski, where there's so much chutzpah that the younger generation challenges the greatness of earlier generations, be it great achroinim and even earlier, so now the whole possibility of continuity has been challenged and we're at a point where it's not worthwhile anymore for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to prolong the Golos because the parents are not wholeheartedly giving it over and their children don't want to receive it. So now there's no choice but for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to bring the Geula. So each group of people, each component, each segment of Klal Yisrael, whether they're on the right side or the wrong side, they're both expediting the Geula. There was an idea that we mentioned that for 2,000 years it was a favor for us not to bring the Geula. Um, I want to share with you a Gemara. The Gemara is in Masech Shabbos on Daf Kuf The Gemara amazingly says on a Pasuk in Kaihelas, Shanim asher toimar li bahem Years that you will say, I don't want them. Says the Gemara, Elu yemais ha-Mashiach. These are the days of the coming of Mashiach. She'ein bahem When Mashiach comes, there's no merit and there's no demerit. What the Gemara seems to be saying is that since when Mashiach comes, free choice will be greatly mitigated. Everyone's going to jump on the bandwagon. It's like, you know, when your team is about to win the championship. Okay, so everybody is a fan of that team. So when Klal Yisrael, so to speak, is on top, everyone's going to see the truth. Everyone's going to serve Hashem. The Yitzhahara is going to be diminished. So there's no more mitzvahs and there's no more averos. And no more averos because who could possibly choose to do the wrong thing? No more mitzvahs because you don't really have free choice. Nobody's going to be doing the mitzvahs out of their own volition. One would be compelled to do the mitzvahs. And therefore that's a time about which we say, We don't want that time. Because why are we here? We're here to earn reward, but we can't earn reward 
once Mashiach comes. So again, the Gemara refers to the days of Mashiach as Yomim She'ein Bahem Chayfetz. To illustrate the point, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter would say, and this is quoted by, in the Sefer of Rabbi Chaim Friedlander, the Mashkiach of Panovich, Rabbi Chaim Friedlander in his Sefer Amuno Bechira, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter would say, the Veld says, if only Mashiach would come. I say, oh no, maybe Mashiach is coming. What did Rabbi Sol Salanter mean? Rabbi Sol Salanter meant, says Rabbi Chaim Friedlander, that the world wants Mashiach to come because they think when Mashiach comes, they'll be able to take it easy. But I'm concerned that I'm afraid of Mashiach coming. Have I accomplished everything I need to accomplish by overcoming Nisayon? Adarabah, through the difficulty of Nisayon, I could be elevated much more than if Mashiach comes. So Rabbi Sol Salanter was apprehensive about Mashiach coming. The Welt says, I want Mashiach to come. Rabbi Swell says, I'm apprehensive about Mashiach coming. But here's the real question. Then why does the Gemara say in Shabbos, on Daflam and Aleph on Abayz, that after 120, one of the main questions a person is going to be asked, is Tzipisa Yeshua, did you await the coming of Mashiach? Did we await the coming of Mashiach? I thought... Kahelas tells us, Ein li bahem I don't want Mashiach to come. So how do you have it both ways? How could we be required to anticipate the coming of Mashiach when Shloimei HaMelech categorizes that the days of Mashiach are days that we don't want? So the fact that we say we don't want them, that sounds like it's not good for us. On the other hand, we're required to await its coming. So... I was uh, discussing some of these in Yanam with my friend of Itchy Stigman. So I want to address uh, these, these questions. And uh, this is a very fundamental um, shear. Let's begin with the answer of the Chafetz Chaim. In the Sefer Ari Cheskel, in his Sichas on Elul, on page Mem Zayin, Rabbi Cheskel Levenstein says that. He quotes the Ramban in this week's parsha. The Ramban in this week's parsha, Umal Hashem Eloikecha es levavcha v'es levav zarecha le'ahava es Hashem Eloikecha b'chal levavcha b'chal navshcha l'man chayecha. God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your children to love Hashem with all your heart and all your soul and all your life. The Ramban explains that when Mashiach comes, free choice will be second nature. Nobody will desire anything improper. Nobody will even want it. Nobody will even want something improper. That's what it means, God will circumcise our heart. What does it mean, Umal Hashem Leikechas Levavcha? What do you mean, God will circumcise your heart? How will He circumcise your heart? It means He'll circumcise your heart that you won't want anything improper. You won't have Chemda, you won't have Taiva. And man will revert back to the way it was before the sin of Adam Arishain, where the Yetzirah was batal, and the lave on its own will naturally do what it's intended to do. This is what the Gemara means in Shabbos, Higiyu Shanim Asher Toymar Ein Li Bahem These are the days of Mashiach, where there's no Zchus and no Choiv, 
And because mitzvahs and averse are dependent on chayfets, the days of Mashiach, there's no chayfets. How could there be reward? How could there be punishment if there's no free choice? You can't be rewarded for good if you're compelled. And there's no scharfer, and there's no einish, since nobody will sin. Therefore, these days are called Yamim Asha'in Lahem Chayfetz. Says Rabbi Cheska Levenstein. I once heard from the Chafetz Chaim. They asked him, Why then do we daven for Mashiach? We don't want Mashiach! That's not what I'm saying. That's not what the Chafetz Chaim is saying. It's a Pasuk in Koyheles. Ein li bohem chayfes. Says the Gemara Shabbos Kufnan Aleph. Zu yemais hamashiach. Zok the Helga Chafetz Chaim. That a Jew is obligated to ask and to daven for what's good for the klal and not the individual. It is true for the individual who's working, who's being challenged, but who's overcoming, it's not good for Mashiach to come. You hear this? For tzaddikim, they don't need Mashiach. For tzaddikim, they don't want Mashiach, says the Chavetz Chaim. For the Yochid, it's not good. But for the Rabbim, who not everybody is fighting the battle, not everybody is winning the battle, not everybody's overcoming. For the Klal, Mashiach is good. We need to be Mitzpahel for what's good for the Klal, not what's good for the Prat. That's the simple reading of the words of Rabbi Cheska Levenstein. And again, this is not an interpretation, this is what he heard from the mouth of the Chafetz Chaim. I will say the Chafetz Chaim is not generally quoted over this way. Usually it's quoted over with a little bit of a different spin. But the literal words that the Chafetz Chaim said was that the coming of Mashiach is not good necessarily for the individual, it's good for the tzibor. However, the Chafetz Chaim is more interpreted, and I'll give you an example. Um, for example... Reb Chaim Friedlander brings that it's not the Nakuda of why we daven for Mashiach to come. It's not that it's good for the Tzibor as opposed to the Yachid. Therefore what? A person should daven for what's better for the Tzibor at his own personal expense? Chayachakoidem. So the way Reb Friedlander explains it, That it's true for the individual Oyved's service of Hashem, he could have a greater zuchus in the Golos. However, during the Zaman of Yemais HaMashiach, there's greater Kiddush Hashem. Because everyone will be doing the Ratzin of Hashem B'Shleimus. So the world and the activities of all mankind, Yakiru V'yedu Sevel, Kilacha Tichra Kolberach, the Hanhaga of mankind will proclaim the existence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so there'll be Kiddush Hashem Ba'olam. But the current state of affairs in the world, there is great Chilol Hashem, there's great desecration of, desecration of Hashem's name, both from mankind in general, and even from the Jewish people, since the majority of the Jewish people are not aware of what their responsibility is. Therefore, our tefillah, our tefillah has to be 
For what is Mekadesh Hashem more? What will bring a greater Kiddush Hashem rather than what's good for our personal Schar Oinesh? But again, this still requires explanation. Does that mean that at the end of the day, for me personally, it's bad, but it's good for Hashem? Is that what the Chafetz Chaim was saying? Is the Chafetz Chaim saying that I need to suspend my own personal desire and daven for what's good for Hashem, even though it might not be good for me? Maybe that's what the Chafetz Chaim means. Maybe, does the Chafetz Chaim mean, well, once I'm sort of giving up what's good for me, and I'm praying for what's good for Hashem, so it's like, For example, you know, there's an idea that on Rosh Hashanah, we basically don't daven for our needs. We daven that Hashem's name should be recognized and, re- and understood and appreciated in the world. Well, why, but what do you mean? Why am I davening that Hashem should be recognized in the world? In the meantime, I need health, I need nachas, I need parnasa. So why am I davening for Hashem? Why don't I daven for myself? So in the Siddur Hagra, there's an idea that's brought that this is the greatest uh, illustration and example of You need something, Hashem needs something. You'll daven for Hashem, Hashem will give you what you need. So is that what we're doing? We say, we're davening, we want Mashiach to come. Really we don't. Really we want what's good for us. But by us f- foregoing our own needs, Hashem will say, okay, you're davening for me, I'll give you more schar. Is, is that what's taking place over here? So it's interesting, somebody in Almana once asked Rabbi Aaron Leib Steinman, this Almana didn't want to remarry. She said, very nice, I'm going to remarry and I won't be lonely today. But then by Tchias HaMesim, it's not going to be good because my first husband, he was Mamish Tzadik Yesoid Olam. But if Mashiach comes and I'm married to the second guy, my first husband's going to come back, I'm not going to be able to, to go back to my first husband. So Aaron Leib Steinman said the following, that there's a great principle, no Jew will lose, any, will lose out and from the coming of the Geula and Tchias HaMesim. It's only for our benefit. No hefsid will come from the coming of Mashiach and from Tchias HaMesim. Why? How? We don't know exactly. In other words, where Aaron Leib Steinman said, actually, we don't know why Mashiach is good for us. It seems like Kahela says it's not good for us. Maybe the Almana thinks she's better off not getting remarried. No, says Aaron Leib. Whatever happens in the end of the days will be good for us. We don't, maybe right now we don't know how. But there has to be something more here. And um, what, what we discover, and I'll say the beginning of it today, and we'll, we'll, uh, Anna will study it more tomorrow, is the Rambam tells us, Loi nisavu hanaviyim limois hamashiach the, the prophets and the Chachamim, the Chachamim did not desire the coming of Mashiach so that they could have easier lives, smoother lives, less persecution, less uh, harassment from the Goyim. No, 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 no. Says the Rambam, the reason why the Chachamim desired the coming of Mashiach is not for anybody's personal benefit. That's not the real reason. The Rambam says, 
The reason why we want Mashiach to come is so that we could have more time to learn the Chachmasa, the Le'i Why? And why do we want to learn? We want Mashiach to get more schar. Oh, wait a second. Because we everything we said until now is that really Mashiach minimizes our schar. But we want it anyway because since it's good for Hashem, somehow it will be good for us. But that's not what the Rambam says. The Rambam says we want Mashiach to come. You know the song. Why? I thought there's no Zuchus and there's no Chaybul Mashiach comes. I thought there are Yamim Shein Bahem Chaypets. So we'll address that as a Shem more tomorrow. I wish everyone an amazing day. Call to You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.